Welcome to episode two of the Wire to Wire podcast. I'm your host, Yusuf. We have a big episode today, so let's just get right to it. Today's episode, we'll be discussing NBA free agency. Now, the biggest free agent on the market, LeBron James, has agreed to a four-year, $154 million deal with the Los Angeles Lakers. Magic Johnson is looking magical because he managed to sign the biggest free agent on the market. So, I have an interesting story that I want to share about this, but I'll share it a little bit later in this segment. So, let's talk about this deal. Now... I had mixed emotions and I had a few days to kind of sit on it and think about this from different angles and my perspective on it kind of changed from when I first heard it, but only slightly. I still kind of have the same feelings I had when it was first announced. So let me just get right into it. So we all know LeBron is in year 15. He just completed his 15th year. He's entering his 16th season. And he played at an exceptionally high level. And right now, he is entering the late stages of his career. And he's kind of thinking about life after basketball. He's thinking about his business ventures outside of it, the impact he has on the game and on the culture, and what his long-term goals are. He wants to get into Hollywood. He wants to be an executive producer. He wants to build his uninterrupted company but he also wants to be a philanthropist he wants to give back to his community and in many ways it kind of rivals not rivals that's the wrong word to use but I would say it kind of mirrors what Magic Johnson has went on to do Magic Johnson after his career is done he made a splash in Hollywood but he's also made some big investments investing in Starbucks he also opened a chain of theaters in Los Angeles in his hometown of Lansing, Michigan. Now, I frequently go to Lansing, Michigan, and I personally been to the many theaters that he has all across the city. So he has a real impact in his hometown as well as in Los Angeles. And I think this is an angle that LeBron James wants to get into. He's looking to really establish himself and build up his empire And who better to learn from than the guy Magic himself? So this really presented him the opportunity to get mentorship from one of his favorite players. A guy who in many ways has accomplished what LeBron James is trying to accomplish. So when you think about it from that perspective, this deal makes sense. Now basketball-wise, it doesn't make much sense because if you notice, he was the first player to take the plunge and decide to go to Los Angeles. Paul George rebuffed on the team, but we'll get more into that later. Kawhi Leonard is still up in the air on what he's doing, seeing how he's not a free agent until 2019. DeMarcus Cousins, oh, we'll definitely talk about him later on in this episode. He decided to join the Golden State Warriors. So right now, it's just LeBron by himself. So far, they added Lance Stevenson, JaVale McGee, and Rajon Rondo. They have Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram. So the team is a little bit all over the place right now. And they don't really have an all-star talent. 
Now, the Lakers last year managed to win 35 games. Having LeBron on the team, it probably puts them in the playoffs. I would say maybe anywhere between the 6th to 8th seed. I don't see them as being contenders right now. So, why would LeBron leave a situation in Cleveland to go to the Lakers? I just mentioned that he's thinking about his life outside of the court. But also, too, it's the fact that Flat out, he just didn't want to be in Cleveland anymore. It's really that simple. He delivered them a championship as he promised. And they were in cap space hell. So it kind of made sense for him to go to Los Angeles from a basketball perspective. Because if he had stayed in Cleveland, he would be carrying the same load that he carried last year. And there's no guarantee that he's coming out of the East this year because Philadelphia is quickly emerging. Kyrie Irving will be returning to the Celtics, so they'll be an immediate favorite. And like I was saying, they're in cap space hell. They have ridiculous contracts that they gave to J.R. Smith and to Tristan Thompson at the request of LeBron James, though, to be fair. But that team is going to be a year older. They're going to be a year slower. And I just don't see them making it out of the East. And he just wasn't happy being there. He wanted to move on to Los Angeles. Now, I guess from those from the perspective of cap space and when we look at it from the perspective of life after basketball, it makes sense for him to be in Los Angeles. But I would I would caution LeBron James because one thing he has to realize is that the grass is not always greener on the other side. So he may be going to Los Angeles with the intention of thinking about life after basketball. And I'm sure he still wants to win and add more rings to his collection. But as of right now, the way the team is presently constructed, they're not there yet. And he's there for four years, so he's there for the long haul. So they have time to make some moves. But one thing he has to keep in mind is that when you're in Los Angeles, it's no longer your show the way it was in Cleveland. It's Magic Johnson's show. It's Rob Palenka's show the GM of the Los Angeles Lakers. It's Jeannie Buss's show. She is the owner of the Los Angeles Lakers. So him making demands on the roster or determining how much salary a particular player should make or wanting to make changes with the head coaching, I'm sure they'll take those things into consideration, but they're not going to act on his whim anymore the way that Cleveland did. He's just going to be a really great player on that team but he's not going to have the kind of pull he had in previous years and from my experience watching LeBron James and observing him and you know admittedly being a fan of his I don't know how he's going to take to that in Miami when he was there one of his gripes with Pat Riley and Mickey Arison is that they weren't willing to spend the money that he felt was necessary to build a championship team which really kind of pulled him going back to Cleveland in 2014. At this stage in LeBron's career, after experiencing what he had in Cleveland, is he willing to now accept that all of a sudden in the late stages of his career? Is he willing to just be one of the guys and letting Magic and Rob and Jeannie run the show? If so, and he can put his trust in them, then maybe that'll pay off wonders for them within these four years. If not, then he might be a little bit unhappy. Another thing to consider is that he's not just a big personality there. He's sharing the spotlight with Magic and also LeVar Ball. And it's crazy to think that the father of one of the players 
demand such a spotlight, but that's just the reality of the situation. If LeBron starts dominating the ball too much or Alonzo struggles, you know, finding his rhythm playing behind LeBron, LeVar Ball will definitely call him out and put the blame on LeBron. Could that cause a strain in the locker room? You know, could LeVar Ball rub LeBron James the wrong way? Could that create some kind of clash or tension? These are things that we have to consider and we have to take a look at moving forward because it is a reality of the situation that's there. And another factor that we have to consider too is that the Lakers is just not really LeBron's team. It's Magic Johnson's team. It's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's team. It's even Kobe Bryant's team. Now, I'm not saying those guys are better players than LeBron. I think LeBron is the best player to ever play for the Lakers. He's not the greatest Laker ever. He's just the best player to ever play for the Lakers. There's a distinction there. But ultimately, you've kind of joined someone else's legacy rather than having your own in Cleveland. In Cleveland, which I've been to many times and I've been to many of I've been to many Cavalier games and I've did interviews with uh the local Fox Sports channel there giving breakdown and analysis of games. Uh shout out to them by the way for having me. I appreciate that. But um you know, with him doing that, with him leaving that situation and joining the Lakers, you know, how does this impact his legacy? And this is kind of the question that I was thinking about these past couple of days. And I think it helps him, but it also hurts him in a way. The fact that you're only there for four years and you're going there at the tail end of your career. So does that really give him enough time to make his mark and impact on the city or on the team? Because many guys who played there, they played in their primes. And with him, he's come, like he's still playing at an elite level and he's still in his prime. But I don't know if his prime will continue on these next four years if we're also going or if we're going to see the decline of LeBron James. So that's one thing that we have to consider. And that's one thing that I thought about. But another thing I thought about is that, you know, if he could actually pull it off and win a championship in Los Angeles, that will be the third team that he delivers a championship to. And he's going to have the legacy that he was that missing piece that was able to elevate teams and lead them to a championship level. Now, to go play for three different teams and deliver a championship to all three teams, that's something that's never been done before. And that's pretty special. And I think the fact that he's winning on that stage at that level will do a lot for him in terms of the greatest of all time conversation and those comparisons to Michael Jordan. So... Even though the Lakers might not be his franchise and he has to share the spotlight with other guys in terms of when you look at the history of the Lakers and all the great players who donned the Lakers uniform, this actually presents a unique opportunity for him to really carve his own niche and to do something special. You know, he came to a young Lakers team that has been on the decline the past few years. He comes, takes them to the playoffs, and then he can potentially lead them to a championship that would be pretty incredible and I think would help his case a lot in terms of the GOAT conversation but that's the thing you know there's a lot of pressure for him now because with LeBron signing to the Lakers he may be thinking life after basketball but Magic, Rob, Genie, the whole fan base they're expecting a championship so that's added pressure 
that he now has to deliver a championship in order for his legacy to take that next step in many people's eyes. And it's something that he brought on himself. And I don't think it's something that he's incapable of handling. I mean, when he left to Miami, there's that pressure to win championships. And ultimately, he delivered two and been to four finals. When he went back home to Cleveland, there's a championship to finally bring home a championship to Cleveland, which he delivered. Now he's in Los Angeles, and that pressure will be there for him to come there and deliver a championship because it's title or bust, and that's just the reality of the situation. So, I mean, life after basketball, it's going to be really good for him. He's going to be in the epicenter of it all. I mean, he's in Los Angeles. That's the hub for everything. From a legacy standpoint, it has the potential to really elevate his status and push him to that next level. Or it could also potentially hurt his legacy that he wasn't that he was as great as a player he was and he wasn't able to deliver a championship to Los Angeles, even though that's what everyone expected. So we'll have to see how this whole thing plays out. As the team is presently constructed, like I said, I don't really see them going far. But who knows what will happen with Kawhi. You know, he's been linked to this team. Will he get there via trade or will he sign as a free agent? We just don't know. But if they can somehow manage to build a quality team to rival that juggernaut in Golden State, then things can get pretty interesting. So overall, was I a fan of the move? Uh, to be honest, like I said, I'm st- as a basketball fan, like I said, as a, I'm still not 100% fond of it because like I was saying it's someone else's legacy that you joined in you know the Lakers have a rich history and they've had many great players who've come and gone and the ones who've come like I said they came at the prime of their careers LeBron is coming at the tail end of his career even though he's playing at a exceptionally high level at this stage of his career but now that I'm thinking, now that I had time to think about it, I'm thinking about what it could potentially mean. It might actually make sense for him basketball-wise. So that's something that we have to consider. And with that being said, I would like to share with you guys the story that I mentioned earlier. So this kind of happened after they won the championship in 2016. I had someone reach out to me, someone who's pretty plugged in. I guess to quote some of the great uh, analysts, I had some sources, (laughs) but these are actual legitimate sources, not saying that there's are, and I'm just saying in general. And they told me that, you know, now that LeBron has accomplished his goal, he's thinking about going to the Lakers. And they reached out to me out of nowhere and told me this. I said, what? The Lakers? Like, where's that coming from? Like, he just won a championship in Cleveland. He's going to go for the, he's going to go for the repeat. And they said, yeah, for sure, he still wants to win. But now his mind is kind of open towards the Lakers. And that kind of just been in the back of my mind. I'm like, okay, this is coming from a fairly credible person, but it's kind of a random time for it to be coming out. And then I kind of told him that, like, this is very random. He said, look, just don't be surprised when you start hearing the Lakers popping up. And lo and behold, about around that time going into the 2016 2017 season there's been talks linking him to the lakers it's been talked about it's been floated out there and this is kind of when the rumors started to ramp up 
And after that 2017 finals, we know that Kyrie Irving wanted to leave. And then earlier this season, Adam Silver talked about changing the conferences. These things weren't coincidental. If a guy like me who just lives in Toronto and he's a freelance writer and author had someone reach out to me and tell me that he's considering the Lakers, could you imagine what Kyrie Irving must have heard? And this is a guy he shares a locker room with every day. Or Adam Silver, the commissioner who oversees the entire NBA. So if I'm just hearing that at that time, you can only imagine what these guys must have heard. And I think with the Kyrie Irving thing, there were so many angles to it. Yes, he wanted to be his own guy. Yes, you know, he wanted to have his own show or, you know, have his own team and be the star of the show. But more than that, he just didn't want to risk LeBron leaving to L.A. And then him having to shoulder the load and just be left in Cleveland by himself. Also, you know, with Adam Silver, when he made that comment about rearranging the conferences, it's just because... LeBron would have would switch the pendulum of power dramatically in the league that if he leaves the east to go to the west things could change so it's something that he probably just floated out there and mentioned but it, like I said if a guy like me just your humble young writer in Toronto is hearing news like this north of the border then imagine what these guys who are plugged into the league have heard so for about a year and a half I want to say it was in the back of my mind that LeBron was strongly considering Los Angeles. And it's all because of what that person told me or what that source told me. And then to actually see it happen, it threw me off, but it wasn't necessarily surprising because the idea was presented to me a year and a half ago and it's been floated ever since then throughout the media and stuff like that. So it'll be interesting to see what happens, you know. Um, LeBron obviously felt like this was best for his career and it'll be interesting to see how it plays out we'll take a quick break and then we'll get back to our second segment Paul George decided to stay with the OKC Thunder on a four-year 137 million dollar deal he announced the decision right when free agency opened on stage at Russell Westbrook's party Now, if you listen to the first episode of this podcast, you would know that I kind of guessed that he would end up staying with OKC. Now, shout out to him for A, proving my prediction to be right, but also too, he made the right decision. He was closely linked to the Lakers and many expected him to sign there. The only thing with that is basketball-wise, it wouldn't make sense. If he had joined LeBron in Los Angeles, they would be the only veterans on that team. Also, he would be required to pick up a lot of the slack defensively, seeing how they're not really a defensive-oriented team. And LeBron, in his 16th season, he doesn't play defense as consistently as he used to because of how much of the load he had to carry on the offensive side. But in Oklahoma City Thunder, it made perfect sense for him to stay there from a basketball perspective and a financial perspective so he gets to play beside a superstar like Russell Westbrook and Russell Westbrook is a great defender Andre Roberson is a great defender Steven Adams is a great defender Jeremy Grant is a great defender like that team aside from Carmelo Anthony they're a pretty defensive oriented team 
so Paul George doesn't have to carry the load defensively. They can play defense as a collective. Sorry, I'm using the word defense a lot, but you guys know what I'm trying to say. Also, financially, he can make more money being in OKC. So, I mean, you know, money talks. Not saying that he was in it for money. I think Paul George genuinely believes that he could win in OKC, and that also helped him make his decision. A lot of people are looking at the Utah Jazz series when they lost to a team that was led by a rookie in six games. But you know what? I give a lot of credit to Paul George. He knows that he struggled in that series, especially in that game six, and he owned up to it. He knows that he didn't perform well. And what many guys would do in that situation is they would try to put the blame on the main guy, like Russell Westbrook. He had so many opportunities to throw Russell Westbrook under the bus. He could have thrown um, Billy Donovan under the bus. But he took responsibility and said, you know what, I struggled and I didn't play as well as I could have. So he deserves a lot of credit for owning up to that. And, you know, it's just a good move overall. And I think the OKC Thunder, as an organization, uh, they deserve a lot of credit. When he told Indiana that I'm not staying here, I want to sign with the Lakers, so trade me. You know, they took a gamble. They traded a guy like Victor Oladipo, who went on to become the most improved player, and Sabonis to Indiana for Paul George because they believed in their organizational culture enough that they could actually convince him to change his mind and to stay. And, you know, Russell Westbrook deserves a lot of credit too because there's a huge reputation about him being a ball hog, being ball dominant, and that he's not an easy guy to play with. And Kevin Durant leaving a couple of years ago kind of really made that a very popular belief. And Russell Westbrook himself knows that reputation is there. He recently spoke about it. But the fact that Paul George stayed, and it was largely also too because of his relationship with Westbrook, it kind of you know, shows that those rumors don't actually have much basis to it and that he is a guy that you could play with. And, you know, Paul George, like I said earlier, he takes a lot of responsibility for their loss in the Utah Jazz series. And right now, this team, as constructed, I think they have one of the top teams in the Western Conference. Even though they got bounced out in the first round against Utah Jazz, I think that team blindsided them And, you know, Carmelo Anthony and Paul George didn't play to their full potential and they didn't play the way that they're capable of playing. But on paper, they have a really good team and I think that they could be a a threat in the Western Conference. I do believe that they're better than a first-round exit. I don't know if they're necessarily a team that could win a championship because you have Golden State right there and, you know, they're just that dark cloud hanging over every single team in the league, especially the Eastern Conference. But the way they played Golden State last year is they gave them a run for their money. They played physical with them, and they beat them in many of their meetings. So I do think this OKC team, as presently constructed, they actually have a good team. They just need to refine their system a little bit. But, you know, it seemed like Billy Donovan still doesn't know what to do with all this talent that he has on this team. But I think in the second year together that they'll have more fluidity in their offense We already know what they're capable of doing defensively. So overall, I think it makes sense for him to stay in OKC. I predicted he would stay in OKC. 
you know, I just really got to throw that in there. But, you know, it was a good decision for him. Um, you know, many people are kind of shocked at the idea that Paul George wouldn't want to play alongside LeBron James because he's the best player in the world. And LeBron James is a great player to play alongside, but it's just I don't know if Paul George would necessarily fit well within the Lakers' construct. Um, it would be new territory for him. You're joining a whole new team, a whole new organization. You don't really know the system that they're going to be running. You don't know much about the coach. And like I said, in OKC, you have familiarity there. There's going to be more continuity in your second year. You have that relationship with guys on your team. So overall, from a basketball perspective and from a financial perspective, it made sense for him to stay there, and he made the right choice. And we'll just see what happens with them in the Western Conference, but I do think they're going to be one of the elite teams in that conference. I definitely have them in my top four, personally. And that's not far-fetched, seeing how in their first year together, they finished the fourth seed. So I see them repeating that level of success. You know, rather than winning 48 games like they did last season, I see them maybe winning 50-plus, getting to the second round, maybe a conference finals if things swing their way pretty well or if they can really put it all together. Because you have to understand, too, that now Houston, their team kind of got depleted with losing with losing Aritza. Now, we don't know what's going to happen with Clint Capella as yet. So I like their chances and I like the team that they have. So good move on him. And we'll just see what happens. We'll take a quick break and we'll be back for our next segment. The defending champions, the Golden State Warriors, added DeMarcus Cousins to a one-year $5.3 million deal. Yes, you heard that right. The defending champions added DeMarcus Cousins, one of the best big men in the game and one of the best centers in the game, to a one-year $5.3 million deal. Now, this move is just pathetic, and it's pathetic and embarrassing on both sides. So let's start with DeMarcus Cousins. So he said that no team were, no teams were, giving, were making any offers to him. Well, first of all, after the injury happened, the New Orleans Pelicans offered him a two-year, $40 million deal that he turned down. That's very dishonest of you to come out and say that you weren't given any offers. You were given an offer by the team that you are currently on. The reality is you just wanted to take the easiest path to a playoff and a championship. Now, you're in the prime of your career and you're already ring chasing. I'm sorry, that's just pathetic and embarrassing. And what makes it worse is that you and your agent had to go to Golden State and reach out to them. And you know, a lot of people are saying, hey, you know what, he's coming from an Achilles injury. He's never going to be the same player again. Well, let's look at players who've had Achilles injury and let's see how that holds up. Now, Dominique Wilkins had an Achilles injury. But he had a chance, but he still came back and he was relatively good. Obviously, he wasn't the same player he once was because he was slightly older. But he was still an effective player and he was still one of the best players in the league at that particular time. Then let's talk about Kobe Bryant, who had a ruptured Achilles in 2013. Now, obviously, when he came back, was he as great as he once was? No, but he was still a functional player able to give you over able to give you over 20 points per game and the reason why he wasn't the same player is not 
necessarily because of the Achilles injury. It's because it happened when he was in his 17th year in the league. He was already in his mid-30s, and he already had 17 years of mileage on his body playing in the NBA. So, of course, he's not going to be the same player after coming from a serious injury like that. It's not the same thing. DeMarcus Cousins is still in his prime. He's in his prime years. He's only been in the league, what, eight, nine years, if that. And he's only 27, so he's relatively young. He will come back from this injury, and he will be just fine. And for him to go and join an already dominant team is not a good look on his part. And for the Golden State Warriors to even take this guy in and to accept such, and to accept it is honestly even worse. This is the same team that after they blew a 3-1 lead to the Cavaliers said that we needed Kevin Durant to take us to that next level. Okay, sure, you won 73 and 9. You won 73 and 9 in the regular season and you needed one of the top 3 players in the league to take you to that next level. Okay, sure. But ever since then, you guys have been virtually unstoppable. In their first year together, they went 16 and 1 throughout that playoff stretch. In their second year, they end up sweeping the Cavaliers. Okay, they get pushed to 7 games by the Houston Rockets, but they beat the Houston Rockets. Like, you don't want to compete at all? Like, are you trying to eliminate all competition from the league? Like, it's just getting embarrassing now. Like, it's really pathetic. And for this guy to sit there and say, like, well, no one was making us any offers. The team you were on made you an offer. You just turned it down. So don't turn around now and try to play the victim. But let's let's really get into the heart of this issue. Why DeMarcus Cousin did this? Now, I'm going to be using... Or I'm going to be doing a little armchair psychology. But once you hear my rationale, it'll probably make sense to you. Now, there's no way to sugarcoat this, but DeMarcus Cousins has been a perennial loser in terms of what he's actually been able to accomplish. I know that sounds a little bit harsh, but I'm going to stick with it. Since he's arrived in the playoffs, I mean, since he's arrived in the NBA, he's only been in the playoffs once and he wasn't even playing. And that was the New Orleans Pelicans in this playoffs that just passed. So he watched his team have all this success without him. He's known to be a hothead, okay, getting all these technical fouls, getting ejected from games. He doesn't have the most pristine reputation in the league. So what he's hoping to do is that he can take this one-year pay cut, join the Warriors, buy into their culture, win with the team and look good doing it, calm himself down a little bit. Once he can get to the playoffs and they probably win a ring, then he'll have a reformed image. So next year when he hits the free agency market, he's gonna look like a reformed man. The guy that you can have in your locker room, he won't cause any problems and he won't cause any distractions, great attitude. And he's hoping for this one year to be that to be the year that catapults him into that max contract. So he's gonna use this year to get healthy, reform his image, get playoff experience, potentially win a championship, and then chase max dollars next year. I mean, it seems pretty obvious this is what's going on, and the fact that no one in the media is really talking about it, it kind of baffles me, and people are kind of downplaying it as though it's not a big deal. It is a big deal. You're one of the best big men in the league. You have a lot of potential. Yeah, you have a serious injury, but I don't believe it's going to end your career. And if your career does seem like it's on the decline or your game declines, I'll be the first person to jump on this show right here and admit that I was wrong, but I don't see that happening. 
And it's not because I can't admit I was wrong. It's because I don't believe a guy who's 27 that has an Achilles injury, their career is done. I'm not buying it. So, yeah, this is a weak move on both sides. Shame on DeMarcus Cousins for ring chasing this early and in the prime of his career. And the Golden State Warriors, it just seems like they're not interested in competing anymore. I mean, it's just getting ridiculous now. Like, I remember that series against the Spurs when Pachulia sticks his foot under Kawhi Leonard's ankle and injures him and completely takes him out. Now, I don't think the Spurs would have beat them in that series, but they probably would have given them a run for their money. But you take out the team's best player, eliminate that competition. And then you go on to sweep that series and then win a championship. And then this year, you sweep the Cavaliers in four games. Like, it was nothing for them. And then now you have to go and add one of the best big men. I'm sorry, I'm not buying what either sides are saying. I think this is a bad look for both parties. And that's it. Thank you guys for tuning in in today's episode. Catch you guys next time. Thank you.